CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, this is Kip Winger, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast. Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, it's John Astronomy, coming to you with Mark Striegel from the Gibson Guitar Showroom in New York City, Studio 5. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, we are here at Gibson. And we have a very special guest on the show. His name is Kip Winger. John, you interviewed Kip back on episode 20. Here we are on like 469, I believe, with Kip again. It was nine years ago, by the way. Any memories? Yeah, I actually do remember that. Uh, it was on a tour bus, and it was a VH1 acoustic metal tour. And I can't remember the name of the actual tour, but it was uh, at the Starland Ballroom down in New Jersey. Metal, metal strip. Not stripped or something? Yeah, you're right. Stripped. It was a VH1 stripped tour. And basically what they meant by it, stripped was stripping away the electric instruments and, the, and adding acoustic stuff. And it was really cool. I, I interviewed Kip Winger. I interviewed the guys from Firehouse. I interviewed Janie Lane. I interviewed Stephen Piercy. Uh, Reb Beach. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really cool event. And uh, uh, I had a fun time hanging out with my friend Mark Weiss, the great photographer, and uh, it was really cool to interview Kip. Now, I had been a fan of Kip's for a very long time. I believe that he was playing bass with Alice Cooper when I saw Vinnie Vincent open for Alice Cooper. But I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. We'd have to look that up. And then uh, I went on to work with Kip at a bunch of different rock and roll fantasy camp experiences. And then most recently, I saw Kip when I was at fantasy camp in Vegas with Ace. Cool. And... I- do you remember when we were both living in Boston, I went to a show. I don't even know who I went with. Uh, Alice Cooper at the Boston Gardens, and it was Faster Pussycat, Ace, and Alice Cooper. And then when I went to the show, I think maybe I even ran into y- you in the hall, and you had some inside scoop, and you were like, I don't think Ace is playing tonight. It may have been you. Somebody told me that. And then I got to the show, and sure enough, Ace did not play that night. Uh, it was just Faster Pussycat followed by by Alice Cooper and Kip was playing with Alice Cooper at that at that time. Right, right. I remember that, and I didn't actually go to the concert since Ace wasn't playing, and I had found out early in the day uh, that Ace uh, had decided to... Uh, it, basically, the end result was he, he didn't tour with Alice anymore for that. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, at the time, 
he was, uh, I think the label told me that he was preparing to put out a live EP, uh, which became Live Plus One. Um, not to be confused with Live Plus Four, the, the video that came out, which was like a VHS and at that time, I had known Ace, but I wasn't, of course, as close to him as I was now. So um, I didn't find out that he wasn't playing that show until the day of. By the way, we do a podcast here on Talking Metal Digital. That's our podcasting network with with Mitch LaFon. And he recently interviewed John Regan. And in the interview, they start talking about you. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So uh, he calls you a real mover and shaker or something <laughs> like that. Now, I, you know, a, a friend of mine had... Uh, sent me a note mentioning that and I listened to it and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I've always liked John Regan. He's loved him. He's been a great guy. Um, he knows my parents. He always makes a point to ask how they're doing. And it's really nice. And John and I worked actually together on a recording project, um, on the return of the comet, uh, ACE tribute. And, uh, we were both in the mastering studio at the same time. And he really helped out the remember me track by, uh, being there during the mastering session. And I remember, you know, we hung out, we went out to eat, we did a few things, but, but yeah, John's been a great guy. Most recently ran into him at Chiller and they, they talk about that in uh, Mitch's interview. Uh, I like that. LaFont. Like I always, uh, he always goes LaFont. Anyway. Um, and um, I'm just saying, I admire the pronunciation on that. Uh, <laughs> so just saying hello, but um yeah, John is great. Uh, and yeah, back to Kip Winger, though. Yeah, Kip is really cool. He's he's a a musical director of the Fantasy Camp stuff now as well. And uh, I'm not sure how having the new record out and everything is going to affect that. But uh, he, he plays a big role in, in uh, making sure that these Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp experiences go well. And he's just an all-around great musician. And uh, uh, you know what? In, in fact, Kane Roberts, uh, who uh, also played with with alice was at the last fantasy camp that i was at in the interview kip mentions kane and uh i do know they are both still uh friends or at least they talk frequently still i think that he actually revealed that in mitch's interview that mitch did with uh, kip winger but this is a great little interview we talk mostly about the new record we talk a little bit about alice cooper and we are going to check that out in just a bit but right now let's get into some music this is a band called king and the song is Electric Halo.
that was a little king with electric halo. Uh, right now, we're going to get right into some classic winger. This is Down Incognito off a of pool. It's from 1993, and that's going to lead right into Mark's interview with Kip. This is Mark Striegel, and on the line, we have the one and only Kip Winger. Kip, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for calling in. I heard the new record, and uh, it is great. It's called Better Days Coming. I sincerely like it. I really mean that. And I wanted to talk to you about the record. It's been five years since your last album. What made 2014 the time for new Winger material? I mean, it's really dependent on the schedule of the band, honestly, because everybody's so busy. Reb's in Whitesnake, and Rod teaches at Berkeley, and John's in, in uh, Starship, and I'm doing several other things. So usually, basically, if Reb gets a break, and then I have a break at the same time, then we jump in. And uh, honestly, I had no idea so much time had gone by. So <laughs> we just thought let's go in the studio and then some people actually on some of these interviews that they've been like so it's been five years since the last work and i'm like what wow i mean i totally don't get it but so really i mean it really is just a uh, you know a timing point of view from who's busy you know right on right on i wanted to talk to you about some of the songs on the record but uh, specifically the way the record starts off is that a nod to kiss destroyer to Detroit Rock City, the way we hear the car starting up, and a song of from course. your older record. I believe that's uh, Deal with the Devil that's playing deal with, deal off with of it. Karma. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. A friend of mine in Turkey who was on Winger 4, a guy named Chankaroglu, did that. Um, and uh, it's a complete nod to Bob Ezrin and Kiss. <laughs> it's, there's just no two ways to look at that. Right. You know, we, we were like, all right, and it's, we, it's kind of like our, you know, 
Judas Priest tune, you know, like um, in terms of just the song itself. But yeah, totally. We're just honoring our brothers before us. Yeah. Now you mentioned Judas Priest as as the style of that song. I mean, and there is a lot of heaviness on this record. Like Rat Race is a heavy song, but then you have more a ballad like Ever Wonder, a rainbow-esque sound with the Queen Babylon. Is is the band more diverse than they were, say, back in the late 1980s when you guys put out the first record? I don't think so, man. I don't hear it like that. The music is not any more diverse. Maybe the mixing is a little bit more diverse because, you know, when you have a song like Rainbow and the Rose on the second album and you also have Can't Get Enough, I mean, that's that's a really wide range on the second album. And on the first album, you know, you got Madeleine and then you got Headed for Heartbreak. And in the mix, they kind of sound similar. But, I mean musically they're worlds apart and and we've always kind of done that the one record where we didn't really do too much variety was on pole right and uh and then winger four was almost a prog album and then uh karma was back to the heavy thing so i this album actually encapsulates all the ingredients of what we do in one album so and and it's funny because it's come out it came out yesterday, and, and we've had reviews. You know, there's been a lot of reviews. And I'm reading the reviews, and it's very interesting to me because some people will be like, the first three songs are amazing, and the rest of it just didn't do it for me. And then the other guy says, the second half of the album is way stronger than the first. I totally don't understand their sequencing. And then another guy goes, oh, So Long China is the best song on the album. And then another guy goes, oh, Midnight Driver, that's it. You know, it's like, so... I look at that as a plus, you know, we're, we're reaching uh, a lot of people on a lot of different levels. So basically if you can chalk it up to um, me enjoying working with the band, we're all good friends. And at this point in our careers, we're like, well, let's try that. That's something different, you know, but we never really go outside of the ingredients that we've put together, you know, in the last, uh, you know, 20 years or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned how you're, you're good friends. I think maybe plays into my next question. It's like with you and Reb and, and Rod, I mean, you guys have been doing this for so long, and nowadays we have so many bands out there where you have one original member. I mean, there's even a few, not to mention any names, where there's no original members. It's, uh, it's, it's inter- interesting that you guys are still able to uh, go out there and, and do it together, the same three guys that have been doing it since 1988. Well, you know, honestly speaking, Rod, Rev, and I were the ones that made the first album. Paul was still in Alice Cooper at that time, so it's always been a nucleus of three guys. And I won't do the I won't do Winger without those three guys, even though it's my name. It's really the name was uh, you know uh, last minute resort because our the name we're going to be got uh, thwarted at the last minute. So. Um, you know, I won't do the bit without those guys. If I did do something else, I'd just do something else, you know. Right on, right on. Because, you know, I, I never dig it when I see bands. I mean, Foreigner is a cover band now of guys that weren't even in the band. I love them, and I love Bill, Jeff Pilton's a friend, and and they sound amazing, but, I mean, there's no original members anymore, man. Yeah, yeah. They do They do sound amazing. When I actually saw they're, them... Yeah, they're absolutely off the hook amazing yeah. i mean but for me um 
you know, we have a, we have a, we have, I was, I'm a product of the 70s. There's a real band element to what we do, and I'm very uh, loyal to that. So that's where I'm coming from with this. Cool. Now, one of your first high-profile gigs before Winger the band was working with Alice Cooper. How did you first meet and come in contact with Alice? Uh, uh, Bo Hill was producing his album, and Bo had been a longtime friend of mine, and I'd worked with him since I was about 16, and he he, he uh, called me up and said, hey, man, we need bass on four tunes on this album, so get up here. You know, he'd always cut me a break on some stuff he was working on. And, uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be here today without his help. So he introduced me to Alice. I knew a lot about Alice, and I was really a fan. And Kane Roberts actually suggested that I mention Alice that I go if I want, you know, if I want to go on tour. Uh-huh. And so I did, and then, you know, they hired me. It was It was right place at the right time so i i went out with them and uh, alice is a very generous guy extremely talented amazing everything and uh i can't couldn't say a bad thing about him not because i worked with him the guy's just amazing so uh you know that's how that all panned out and i met paul paul taylor and then and we started talking about doing a band and you know I, I said well god i know this great guitar player back in new york red beach you know so that's kind of how that all came together. Bo Hill, I assume he's the one who got you involved in the Bob Dylan recording session back in the 1980s? Uh, yeah, Bo was producing a movie that Fiona and Bob Dylan were in called Hearts of Fire, and he was pro- he was producing the soundtrack. So I helped him a lot. Um, you know, he produced the music, and Bob had one song on there that I cut bass on. I was never in the room with Bob. I've never met him. I'm a, you know, of course he's Bob Dylan, so it's a great honor to be on his album. And uh, uh, so that was just kind of a right place at the right time. Right. You know. Okay, gotcha. And what about the Kicks Midnight Dynamite record? What was your involvement in that? I wrote the song "Bang Bang Balls of Fire." That was my first cut on an album, and. Uh, and it's interesting because the guy that wrote the words for that, Donnie Purnell and Bob Halligan, and, uh, um, you know, as time goes on, I get a little bit dry on some rock tunes. Actually, when we did pull, I completely had writer's block on lyrics. And so there's a whole sequence of events that, that broke me out of that. But, you know, from time to time, I, I'll listen to a song. And when you've written the music as well, it's much easier to write the lyrics to a song that you didn't write the music to. So Rob and I write a lot of songs, and, and, and several songs. On, well, there was a song on Karma, Deal with the Devil. You mentioned it earlier. And I was I was dry, so I was like, gosh, I call Bob Halligan. Like, Bob was like, you know, Donnie's really the guy for this. So I, I had Donnie Purnell, the guy who was in Kicks and did that tune, uh, wrote the words on Deal with the Devil. Oh, cool. And he wrote three, and he wrote three lyrics on this new album. Oh, excellent. Uh, Midnight, Midnight Driver, Queen Babylon, and Tin Soldier. Oh, and Rat Race, so he's got four tracks on there. Right, right on. Cool. So you, it sounds like, you know, when you were starting out, you did quite a bit of session work. Do you still do session work as a musician? Yes, I do, I, but it's very rare. I mean, I got a call from Bob Ezrin to do some stuff on Alice Cooper. I sang some background vocals on his last album, and... and uh, I play bass. I, I I'm doing bass on it. I did a bass on a couple songs of this new project that he's doing. It's kind of a secretive project. And then, uh, but I don't really like. I'm not like the session guy. But I mean, you know, I can throw down if somebody needs it, man. You know, I like to pick and choose. But right. Yeah. I, I do. I do it. 
Gotcha. So the secret project that's with Ezrin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll find out probably in about six months or a year. I don't know. Okay. All right. Cool. Now, touring plans. Are you guys out on tour right now? We're, we're out, uh, you know, till the end of the year, we're booked. I mean, uh, it's not like having a tour and just see you later. It's, uh, it's a lot of fly dates. Right. It's just kind of like the modern way now, you know. But, uh, yeah, so we're playing a lot. We're playing a lot. We're uh, back and forth to Europe three times and doing Download Festival and uh, a lot of festivals in, in the U.S. And we've just got back from Japan and we'll probably go back in November. So we're around, you know, we're doing our thing. Excellent. One last question before I let you go. I'm a big fan of uh, a Kiss cover that you did a number of years ago, I Want You, with Paul Gilbert and Greg Bizanet. I Want You! I want you. <laughs> that was a great tune, man. That's great. Did you I actually... Did you, you know, get together I, with those musicians to record that, or was it kind of each guy? No, no, no. That that was all fly your parts in by email. But I mean, I take great care when I do a vocal on stuff like that, especially Paul Stanley stuff, because he was a big influence. And, and uh, it's interesting with Kiss because uh, you know they're they they're a very underrated songwriters, man. Some of that stuff was so cool. I agree. And. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's always, and like I say, it's like it's a great honor for me to be able to say that I know those guys personally. I toured with them for six months, and I just did a benefit with them uh, about three months ago. And so, you know, I, listen, I'm lucky. I'm a, I'm a, you know, just kind of a dude from Colorado that, you know, just tried to catch a break. And so I, you know, happened to be in the right place at the right time a few times, and it's it's been nice. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us on Talking Metal. I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you very much.
Hey, that was my interview with Kip Winger, and what you just heard in full was the song Rat Race off the brand new Winger record, which is called Better Days Coming. Go support Kip. Go support Winger. Buy it on iTunes or go buy the CD. You know, Show your support for this great band, Winger. And just a reminder, you are listening to Talking Metal. We are one of four podcasts on the Talking Metal Digital Network. Check us out at TalkingMetalDigital.com. Check out some of our other podcasts, one-on-one, Mars Attacks, Talking Rock. Did you see uh, Nick Cage induct induct Axel into the uh, whatever it is, Golden Gods Award Show? You know what? I actually saw some photographs of Nick Cage uh, speaking at the podium, and I was actually supposed to go out to the show, but... uh, this is like the first ACE event that uh, I didn't uh, accompany him to, uh, but things have just been nuts, and uh, and I got stuck here on the East Coast. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Mark and I, you know, between the two of us are working like million gigs. Mark uh, does editing and producing and writing for a bunch of great TV companies, and I, of course, uh, work in the TV industry as well, uh, in addition to consulting with Gibson. And uh, things have just been a little nutty. So uh, Ace uh, told me that it was okay that I didn't uh, fly cross country for this one. And um, we had the people from the great record label, E1 Records, taking care of him. And uh, he, he, it was all good. It was all good. Excellent. Cool. We will talk more about Golden Gods at some point. But right now we're going to wrap things up. We just got an email in the other day complaining that we don't go out and drink beer and, and do podcasts at bars like we used to and uh, that he really misses the the free spirit and free form of those episodes and thinks that the recent batch of episodes are rather stiff when we're not drinking. And I guess uh, we haven't really announced that we're not drinking, but I guess maybe for the last you know dozen episodes, there have been, there's been no alcohol involved. Well, you know what? Uh, that's an easy fix. <laughs> So I was walking yesterday. I I was like crazy. I was on a bunch of phone calls yesterday, and I walked all the way from 44th Street down to the World Trade Center with the exception of about 10 blocks from about 24th or maybe like 23rd to 14th or something. But, I mean, it's insane. But during this crazed walk that, I don't know, a couple of miles – I walked by Billy Mark's bar, which right. uh, which is a location that we've done a bunch of Talking Metal podcasts. So maybe we will need to return to Billy Mark's uh, to do a podcast, and we'll throw into some of that old-style Talking Metal. You know what I wish still existed? Circus. Yeah, that was a great bar. We did a lot of great episodes at Circus Bar back in the day. Yeah, Billy Marks sounds perfect. A drink sounds perfect. We'll definitely hook that up in the near future. This is a song that Kip and I were talking about. It's Kip doing I Want You, the Kiss Classic with Paul Gilbert on guitar. Let's check it out now on Talking Metal. Thanks for your support, guys. Go leave a PayPal donation. Use those Amazon links to open your Amazon and make your purchases. You know the drill. Anyways, this is Winger, Kip Winger, not the band Winger, with I Want You off the Spin the Bottle tribute record yes tribute records in the morning I raise my head and I'm thinking a day's gone by and the thing I want out of life is I want you I want you I want you You can 